Welcome to the Not Guilty Podcast. This is the podcast where three bros discuss the movies that one of us loves even when the world tells us not to. When Rotten Tomatoes gives a movie a 10% rating, we are that 10%. Today we're telling Crime to shut up along with the Crimson Bolt and his beloved sidekick Bolty. This week we're talking about Super, the 2010 film featuring Rain Wilson and Ellen Page. Hey friends, my name is Alex. My name's Kyle. And I'm Chris. And we're coming to you live from behind a dumpster. Waiting for the bad guys. <laughs> so uh, today, we will be talking about the 2010 film Super, directed by James Gunn, of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Volume 1 fame. And also, he wrote the Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, no. The live-action ones? Yeah. Or the original? Yikes. Ones from 19... Oh. Zoinks! Roro. So, in Super, we find our hero, Frank Darbo, who is played by the always Rain Wilson-y Rain Wilson. And um, this is essentially what you get when you combine Juno with Taxi Driver. A dark uncomfortable look into what a real life superhero would be like and you want to look away but But you just can't no because this movie's great (laughs) this is chris's choice that it is ladies night Mm. um so chris uh why don't you tell us why you brought this movie to the film table all right so super uh came out at a time when uh, a movie about a a realistic look at what a superhero, like a real life superhero, would be like. It hadn't been done except for a few months earlier in the movie <laughs> Kick Ass. Um, but I felt a few like, months earlier. Yeah, oh, that that's oh, okay. Oh, maybe like a year earlier. Okay. Now, um, bad, it is, that is so bad timing. Yeah, it is interesting to uh, important to note that like. Uh, James Gunn and I forgot his, uh, Mark Miller, I believe, is who created the Kick-Ass comic. They knew each other well before this movie came out. And they they're like Mark Miller came to his defense. Oh, okay, cool. But um, I because everybody was like, why? Um, I saw the first time I saw this movie was actually shortly after it came out. I think it was actually probably closer to a year after it came out because uh, it was it was released in 2010, but. Um, I didn't see it until it was released on DVD, which I believe was probably early 2011. And um, I, I thought it was a bit strange when I saw it. Where did you, like, how did you come upon this movie? Well, I mean, I, I'm always kind of uh, in the know when it comes to superhero movies. Mm, I, mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have since Iron Man. Yeah, the first superhero movie. It was, I again, this was sort of a... Um, victim of poor advertising because it made it look like just kind of a quirky Juno type indie film. Mm-hmm. When in fact it was like this uh, horrific Tarantino esque slasher flick. Tarantino esque is a hundred. That, that's a great uh, like 
a description of what this movie's like because mm-hmm. it feels a lot like a Tarantino movie when it comes to everything but dialogue. Mm. <laughs> it was brutal, <laughs> like some of those scenes, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Just I was going into it expecting kind of a Juno-esque type film. No, no, no. Oh, even yeah. you know, I mean, even like the opening credits. Yeah. Uh, I love the opening. Yeah, credits. me too. But I'm just saying, like the, the animation and everything like that. That's that's all. I was more expecting like a Scott Pilgrim type film. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, this has very like the especially the intro part. I was like, this kind of reminds me of Scott Pilgrim. A little I bit. I would say it it is like a Scott Pilgrim feel. Not with all like minus the incredible <laughs> gore, but yeah. Well, I guess really kind of what you're saying is Edgar Wright, like that type of directing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and honestly, when I first uh, the first time I watched it, I actually didn't care for it. Oh yeah. And recently, I saw it was on Netflix, so I decided to give it a second shot. And I still wouldn't say it's a great movie, but I I think it does. I liked it a lot more, and I do think it deserves sort of a a a defense. You know, I'll, I'll say this too. I uh, it, I was just on Rotten Tomatoes one day, just chilling, and. Um, and I saw an article pop up because I think I'd just seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, and it said why you should give Super a second chance or like why mm-hmm. you should give Super a chance. In, and uh, I can't remember the exact name. But um, but I was, you know, I was like, oh, man, this is this is great news because we're going to do this review, this movie that did really poorly on, you know, in the eyes of critics. But here it is, this uh, critics website talking about why you should why you should watch it again. So I thought that was pretty exciting. I didn't read it, but I just saw the headline and, and, you know, made a, a, a huge assumption after that. Mm. You know what happens when we assume? Nope. Um, you, you given it one chance, which means all I have to do is watch it one more time and you'll love it. That. Yeah. Have you guys seen any other rain Wilson roles outside of the office? Um, in Juno. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did a role reversal in this one. It's uh, <laughs> she's behind the counter this time, um, but yeah. So I mean, is that the only? One? Have you ever seen The Rocker? Uh, I have not. That's actually really good. I he did a voice in um, Monsters vs. Aliens, didn't he? He was like oh, the really? alien. I think. Oh, okay. Which I mean, I thought that was a good movie. Man. I don't know. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I don't. What movie is that? Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah. Um, that's it's Donna Superman. Justice. <laughs> Okay, so uh, how about we go through the movie from the beginning? Okay. Do, hey, answer me this. Do we start with the ending like we have in so many movies before this? Oh, I'm trying to remember what happens at the very, very beginning. Um, I think he kind of just gives his origin story. Okay. Which is him getting spanked by his dad. Okay. His uh, prom date cheating on him. Okay, that's right. And then he... Uh, falls in love with and marries a uh, recovering drug addict. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once she recovers, she realizes she kind of doesn't want to be with him anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and she ends up, uh, starts, uh, gets back into her old ways with Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. He, he comes in there and he knocks on the door. I'm looking for, what's her name? Liv Tyler. Her name in this movie is Sarah. 
And he says something. He says something really funny. He's, he asked for like to try some of his eggs or whatever, and then he says it over and over. And I was like, I don't know why, but it just seemed so weird. He said, "You have an egg cooking gift. You have an egg cooking gift." And I was like, "That's a funny way of saying that." I like. I liked the origin story. I wish they kind of would have went into a little more detail of like how they, like how he married her and like all that jazz, like how that came to be, because it was very vague. It was well, like, she well she was an, a waitress. Yeah. And he met he met her there, but it was vi- like and that, she was like instantly in love with him. That whole scene was very brief. It was like, yeah, I, I think like that's they, kind of, kind of what the mar- what their relationship was like. Yeah. Well, um, I I'll probably get into this a little more later, but the whole point I think that the movie tries to make about their relationship is they got together based on dysfunctional mm-hmm. um, circumstances. Like mm-hmm. she was. Um, a newly recovering drug addict. She yeah. was uh, just seeking, some, like she was seeking something. She wasn't in a good place yeah. when they got together. So really, the marriage wasn't pro- really a good thing for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe we can get into this now. Because yeah. I mean, I think like one of the things I like about this movie is that pretty much all the characters are kind of not in a great place. Uh, our main character, Frank, he's kind of subtly or not so subtly implied that he's kind of mentally unstable yeah i mean he has that um but he's also very quiet i kind of like his demeanor too because he's very you know um especially later on when things start to get really crazy you know with ellen page and everything and he's like he kind of keeps his cool so uh so how does he get how does he get his superhero gifts like what what would you say his superhero powers are he he can make crime shut up and he can uh, see visions, mm-hmm. which Sorry. I mean, that's kind of that, that's to my point. Um, he interprets it as visions, but uh-huh. others might interpret it as a form of mental illness. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I, I, I don't know. I looked at, I did try to research it. And I couldn't find any concrete evidence to support this, but I kind of felt like this is a movie about like mental illness drug addiction like addiction yeah. stuff like that because like even uh ellen page's character like she i don't i haven't decided what she would be classified as but i mean there's the fact that she was attracted to uh rain wilson's superhero identity yeah. but not him i think you're right on like as far as you know everybody's just kind of uh, mentally unstable and, and uh, unhinged in some parts. And so, I mean, he, uh, he really, he gets a vision from God and uh, that vision is that God touches his brain, mm-hmm. surgically oh, removes his gosh, skull. That was like the most disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. It was rough. But uh, so when that happens, uh, he becomes inspired. I think probably more inspired than actually getting any kind of gifts or anything. Cause you know, you, you can't come away from this going, oh, he has, he's a superhero, you know, mm-hmm. from that. It's just more like he thinks he is. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's ca- another. He thinks he was chosen. Yeah. I think that's another kind of cool point the movie's trying to make is that if someone actually became a superhero, they'd probably be kind of crazy. Yeah. And they would. Like in order to actually be in a vigilante, you kind of have to cross the line into borderline villain. Yeah. Like when he, um, like when he beats the guy's head in for cutting in line. Mm-hmm. Like 
Um, <laughs> for butting in. Yeah. You don't butt in. <laughs> you don't butt in. Have you guys ever butt in? All no, of them. That's, that's how I not got, after watching that's this. Roll. That's how I got my tickets to you two. <laughs> I butt in. Yep. I butted in line. Uh, now, what do you guys think of Nathan Fillion in this movie? Oh, uh, well, as the whole as the holy Avenger. <laughs> oh, we were watching it too, and I was like, I think the I think that Satan is James Gunn, and he is like uh, yeah. if uh-huh. you look in the credits or whatever. I mean, the whole thing like saying that the devil made me do this and the devil made me do that. I thought it was like mm-hmm. kind of a funny take on Christianity and stuff. I guess in some circles and with those shows and stuff like that yeah. well yeah i i grew up watching bible man which yeah. this is like yeah. a direct <laughs> yes i was thinking the exact yes. same thing i was yeah and it's like i mean they're only kind of exaggerating <laughs> like it uh, was pretty accurate I, <laughs> so i just like found this out um rob zombie did the voice of god oh i i wrote down stanley tucci that was my guess uh. <laughs> rob zombie okay yeah i thought liam the same did person it, but, yeah. pretty much <laughs> He's going through his catchphrase. He does. It's funny because he does do all the things that you kind of, if if you decided to be a superhero tomorrow, it's the things that you would just probably work on first. Okay, what is my costume going to be? What is my catchphrase going to be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is my, like, you know, and then the sketches and stuff like that. One, one of my fa- favorite lines in the movie is when um he's praying to God and being like, like he's actually questioning whether he's supposed to do this. And he's like, yeah. if... <laughs> All right, if you're, I forget what he said. Something like, if you're, if you don't want me to do this, then just uh, give me a sign, and then nothing happens. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna take that as meaning you want me to do this, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, there's my sign. Yeah, because he's like, make something float, or like something like that. I believe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> make something float, please. Yeah. I do feel. I mean, I do feel like you could actually have sort of a. Uh, theological discussion based on this movie because it's like because mm-hmm. like it is what a lot of people get wrong about theology in this movie and i don't think it's like an intended uh, message in the movie but i feel like it's definitely something you can infer from it like how a lot of people will make their decisions and deem it as god's will but there's like well he didn't say i can't do it yeah there's well, lots of really good jokes in the movie too there's there's so much funny with it. I think Rain Wilson does a really good job in it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like he was made for this role. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Ellen Page I thought did awesome too because I was kind of like, you know, when she when she appeared, I was like, okay, and then you kind of because I wasn't sure if she was going to be more pivotal or if she was going to be as much as Rain Wilson was in mm-hmm. Juno or something like that. She pretty much is Juno in this movie, um, just a little more energetic and. <laughs> Borderline homicidal. Yeah, definitely interesting, like fun to watch and stuff like that. She makes it, um, uh, she gives it life where it needed life, I think. I uh, think the, towards the end, those care, uh, Rain Wilson's character and Ellen's character like meshed really well mm-hmm. as a pair. Like, I thought that was a good, like, duo, like, mm-hmm. sidekick wise and like superhero wise. I think that, I think they did the right, um, job on that. I, one of my favorite things about the movie, and this is kind of a, a general thing, but it, it appears over and over, is um, just the fact that anything that would, like, realist like, uh, people know immediately, even though he's wearing a mask, who he is. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody knows him, I thought that was genius. I was like, oh, finally, we don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he sneaks up on on uh, his wife's uh 
current boyfriend's crew. He's like a, a bad dude. We don't know. I guess he's a drug dealer or something like that, smuggler or something. Mm-hmm. And so he's in there with his crew and they're like, hey, that's what's her name's husband. And, <laughs> and uh, like immediately knows who he is. I thought that was great. There's a part where the detective sees a drawing of him. Hey, that's what's his name. I was <laughs> like, that's amazing. Like how <laughs> how they do that. It was like they don't rely on that at all. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like, the detective, uh, detective John Faulkner, he had almost like a Coen Brothers type of story arc where it's like he's <laughs> it, important for the first half of the movie, then dies. Yeah. yeah. He, fun fact, he's also the grandpa in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Oh, there's a lot of Guardians yeah, yeah, in this he, movie. Yeah. I love that. Well, Sean Gunn. The day after we watched this, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, and like literally everyone in Super was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And Sean Gunn is related to James Gunn, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Kirk from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, Kirk from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> that was just weird to see him in that role. <laughs> Uh, he's great in Guardians too. He's yeah. a bit, he's a good character actor because you you see him you know immediately who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's great in Guardians too. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen Guardians it's too it's yet. really good. You want to talk about that instead? Yeah, let's oh. do it. Heroes, just for one day. All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy two. We open up on don't you dare ruin it. Planet. No. We'll just talk about the end. Oh my god! There's some really cool set pieces. Anyway, stop so, uh, <laughs> ruining it. Oh, uh, fun fact. Let's talk about the budget. Yay! <laughs> so, um, this movie had an estimated budget of 2.5 million. Yes. You want to know what its final gross was? 2.4 million. 422,000. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna read a quote real quick here because I think this is actually like a, the best argument I've heard on behalf of Super. Um, and it kind of gives you just a, you're going to like, you're, you're going to know if you like it or not based on this. You're going to like the way you look. Uh, super is a less conventional superhero movie than an alternately grim and goofy meditation on what taxi driver might've looked like if Travis Bickle had put on a homemade superhero costume and decided to channel his vigilante instincts in beating criminals to death with a giant wrench rather than going the gun and assassination route. This is a big part of what makes the film bold and audacious, but it also explains its complete commercial failure. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot how that was going to (laughs) end. Oh, actually, uh, and it says here that John C. Riley was supposed to be Frank. Yeah. I remember, I remember reading about that. Honestly, that sounds perfect to me. I think he could have done, I think he could have done it. I think it would have been a different movie a little bit, but. I feel like he could have pulled off the black side of the comedy a little yeah. better. Because, I mean, I love Rain Wilson. He's great. I thought he was great in this. Yeah. But um, when you see um, Rain Wilson, you, th- you quirky is what comes to mind yeah. first. And yeah. that is not what you need, the not, not the mindset you need to have going into this movie. Yeah. And I keep, uh, I'm going to. And he plays it really straight, too. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not doing anything. Uh, I mean, he, he's a big character in some scenes, you know, especially like when he cries and stuff yeah. like that. And he's, you know, it's, um, but it's, he's really subtle most of the movie. And you're, you're not, you wouldn't have that as much with John C. Riley. Yeah. What's this still when he was just still even on the his office? presence? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This was uh 2000, it was probably shot in like 2009. He had like four or five years to go. So it was, okay. it was probably like, he's like in the middle of three. It. Yeah. yeah so. Season four. Interesting. Cool. Any other thoughts? 
Any other scenes you guys mm-hmm. want to talk through? I really loved the behind the dumpster scenes. <laughs> that like, was pretty as, good. As like, and that's another very realistic superhero yeah. scenario where you're just kind of sitting there waiting for something to happen. Yeah. She's like, what? <laughs> what are we supposed to do? And then uh, <laughs> I think uh, this guy keyed my car or whatever. And then they go. I think. I yeah, love and, uh, that. Um, yeah. So I like. I really like, too, where they're trying to come up with her sidekick name. Yeah. And then uh, and then they say something about Robin. <laughs> like, why is his name Robin? And he's like, because Robin are known known for their loyalty. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a bird. Um, so I'll read through some um, choice review or sample reviews that I got. Mm-hmm. And I'll try to address them. So Rotten Tomatoes gives a critic's score of 49%, an audience score of 56%. Uh, the consensus is Super's intriguing premise and talented cast are drowned in a blood-red sea of graphic violence, <laughs> jarring tonal shifts, and thinly written characters. Mm-hmm. All right, so first we have uh, Chicago Reader, which says, This movie is too pedestrian for a camp and too scattershot for an action comedy. Kind of, yeah. Too pedestrian <laughs> for camp. Yeah, well, I don't know about pedestrian. I mean, I I feel like they didn't really put enough focus into the comedy mm-hmm. and were more focused on the story and the action side of it. I think that was supposed to be, I don't know, and this is coming, I can't say like this is what they were thinking of, but I think they were trying to overdo it a little bit of just mm-hmm. kind of be like, this is what superheroes would, you know, you know, they're kind of making fun of the superhero genre a little bit and like going over overload on the action yeah i i would agree with the first thing that where it's like a jarring Mm -hmm. there's a jarring tonal change especially in the ending um Mm. which i wasn't really on board for too it's uh it was to me it actually reminded me a lot of seeking a friend for the end of the end of the universe um Seeking a friend for the end of the world because um, in that movie, that's what didn't work for me either is that it was like it started, it was, it wanted to be one thing and then ended up kind of being a different thing. And this, I think, stuck with it a little better. Well, um, since you brought up uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, um, I think they both um, had the same challenge to overcome and that's like trying to balance comedy with a subject matter that is kind of very dark mm-hmm. and i mean this one this I feel movie like... was way funnier though yeah what um, i thought it was so much fun i don't know i kind of liked the dry humor that seeking a friend had i mean that yeah. was it was clever i'll give like all that but this had me this had, I, I laughed out loud a few times yeah it's i will agree that it may have been better for them to choose one world or the other because mm-hmm. i mean in certain scenes it like if they had gone like focused less on colorful quirkiness, they could have almost pulled off like a diehard vibe where it's like an action movie with sort of a dark comedy element. Mm-hmm. Or honestly, if they just gone a little grittier, they could have done like a Fight Club thing where mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's like an action movie but just like really weird. Yeah. Or they could have gone the Scott Pilgrim route where it's like they could have toned down the dark aspect and just made it more of a quirky comedy. I'm glad they didn't go that route, though, because we kind of have a lot of superhero comedies. Well, to me, it's not that I have a problem with comedies being serious as well. You know what I mean? There are even moments in um, 
Guardians of the Galaxy where it takes a serious shift and you actually feel for these characters and stuff yeah. like that. But this was this was a such a huge pivot because um, just because of the I think the context of the scenes and stuff like that when and then also you know when Ellen Page's character dies Gosh, you're almost was... I, I I expected it because um, I was like this is the kind of movie where that would happen. Yeah. I did uh, not. I was yeah. genuinely shocked. I was like, oh, I said, geez. if any movie was going to kill her yeah. off, it would be this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't see it coming the first time. Well, <laughs> I saw it coming the second time because I'd seen the movie, <laughs> but also because like they made the point of like giving her a bulletproof vest and like, this yeah, kind of movie was like she well, could walk around. And yeah. Like, and then from there, it's completely serious. Mm-hmm. Like it does. It, there's no comedy in it after that point. But I thought like, I thought it worked at the, at the same time. Cause it, at its core, I think this is a movie that, um, hides behind comedy. It uses the comedy more to just emphasize the ridiculousness of the situation. Mm. In a way it's almost, it's actually just, a trippy drama. Mm-hmm. You could, you could, if you, cause I didn't watch it thinking about mental illness, but if you did, it becomes a lot darker. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I go Frank, Sarah and Libby, like they're just very troubled people. They do go through their journeys. Um, the character development is kind of thin and not, it doesn't really explain itself because mm-hmm. the movie is from the perspective of Frank and he's kind of an unreliable narrator slash protagonist. Yeah. So you can't watch the movie from the movie's perspective. Mm-hmm. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> that was your mind blowing. <laughs> it's just kind of deflating a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get to the ending? Mm. Nah. He oh. says ibuprofens, and that drove me crazy. Is it ibuprofens or ibuprofen? Well, it depends on how many you take. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. Do you got the ibuprofens? I, I, I loved Kevin Bacon in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. His I'm jock. trying to be the nice guy. <laughs> You've got an egg cooking gift, that's for sure. Um, there's no stinger at the end of this movie. Nope. So you go into the next Marvel movie, Cold <laughs> Turkey. Uh, mm. And there is a website that doesn't work anymore. Yep. The CrimsonBolt.com. Oh, come on. I mean, even Space Jam's website still works. <laughs> um, we've already addressed the tonal shifts, but I will say I thought they were handled okay. You oh, wor- they worked for you? I thought so. You were like cool with it. And I mean, I think it's mostly just because I feel it, it. it's, this is a movie designed to discomfort as much as it is a movie to entertain. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I don't think it's excusable because I don't think it was n- as intentional as I'm giving it credit for being. But um, <laughs> I also think it wor- it works unintentionally. I think it's probably kind of what's, a little unique about what we're doing and what we're talking about as far as these movies go, because, you know, uh, in a lot of these cases that there is a lot of art that goes into this. I mean, it's not like somebody's going, Oh, we're going to make a, you know, uh, it's just a movie. We're going to do this. You know, there's some other subtle things and themes and stuff in the movie. So I think it's interesting to talk about because nobody talks about these things with these, you know, quote unquote crappy movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where they're, the director was trying to do that or not, or he's like, I'm just planning on making a movie. Or you could look at this all through the scope of like this, this entire movie is in within this guy's uh, mental instability. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's a, becomes a completely different movie. I don't know if it's better, but it definitely becomes a different one. It yeah. felt, it felt like a very indie superhero movie. I kind of liked it better than um, 
other superhero movies, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge superhero fan. It's in a way an anti-superhero movie. It is. Yeah. Which is ironic since James Gunn is now produced, <laughs> has made two of the best superhero movies to date. It is. Mm. All right. Any, and two uh, of the best Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, which ones did he? Which ones did he? Uh, uh, he I don't think he directed. All of them. He didn't direct either, but he wrote the first two live-action ones. The first two, as those I recall. Well, uh, hey, I. Oh, I, terrible! Seriously, I grew up with those, and I really. If you them. recommend those that for this podcast, I'm probably. I, I'm going that. to cry because I, I really don't want to see it. I, uh, I, I won't. They I mean, good. you can if you want they to. They were good movies, though. All right, I'll just leave it. At I, that. I, I I never saw the second one. I enjoyed I want, the first one as a kid. I want those movies not to. get ruined. I was ruined. an adult when they came out. I want those movies not to get ruined by you guys, your guys' <laughs> opinion. So I'm gonna leave it. At, I'm gonna leave it at bay. I think uh, I think this is gonna be a running uh, uh, concept in our podcast is that movies the <laughs> movies that we grew up with aren't aren't as bad. Do they hold up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, so how about verdicts? Well, I was, we'll talk about the ending real oh, quick. Oh, ending, okay. All right. Uh, it was the ending. Um, you know, everything ends up in this shootout and stuff like that. Um, Ellen Page uh, is unfortunately dead. And um, everything gets wrapped up in, v- in you know, voiceover by Rain mm-hmm. Wilson, um, which I didn't have a problem with. You know, I think I was just a little well, more... Has a great voice. Yeah. I was a little more upset, uh, you know, story-wise than I was, like, filmmaking wise like i was just kind of bummed that it didn't work out for him like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he got the girl back and then literally a year later he's like she left again but she's doing well like it, it was almost like a forced gump type vibe of like she was there for a little bit and it was you know good. i think we need to bring up forrest gump in every episode <laughs> hey i'm sorry but no, no well it's you know it's it, it it's my favorite movie so to to weigh every other movie against this one Against that one is not. A I'm bad not idea. saying I'm not weighing it against it. I'm just like, <laughs> no, I, I a, see what I no, understand. no. I get what you're saying. That that is that is, you know, in that movie, it did bum me out too. It was like yeah. it was like ah, uh, you know, it stinks because you know he he got his girl, but it was almost too late. It was yeah, it was like short lived almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was like even under the same circumstances, mm-hmm. like you know, recovering addict. Yeah, and enforced gun recovering addict as well. Like it was very. And then mm-hmm. so she parallel. she moves on. And, uh, you know, I guess, which is kind of growth for her. She doesn't go back to drugs, mm-hmm. which is kind of what you was would she expect. leading the AA meetings at that point? Cause I saw like in like the, in like, the you could probably say that. Yeah. yeah. Cause she was like, she learned a lot or something. She had more to say. And so I was assuming mm-hmm. that she was like leading the meetings now, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Like to see growth in that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so I, I had to sort of sit on the ending a little bit to really decide how I felt about it, but mm-hmm. I I conclude that everything's serious too. I mean, you yeah, said that, mm-hmm. but it's 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 almost it, it takes an emotional turn. Mm-hmm. I I like the ending because, mm-hmm. um, like you said, um, they both reached they reached a uh, character arc that chose to be realistic more than happy. Mm-hmm. But it was happy in its own dark comedy kind of way, because like um, they both they both get to the point B that they need to be in. Mm-hmm. Like um, they well, don't. I mean, where does he go? Because I yeah. I don't remember. Th- I don't. I think that was probably. I didn't feel like I had closure with him. He got mm-hmm. the bunny. <laughs> he got that, the bunny, but it, like, it, well, it doesn't mention that he kept going. I mean, his arc is reliant on how her arc ends. Like um, 
Like he needed to be that yeah. superhero he so needed, he could get her back. He, yeah, he he didn't get to he didn't get the girl, but he got to save the girl. Yeah. He saved her from herself. He saved mm-hmm. him from himself in a way. Because mm-hmm. um, the whole reason they got together was not in good circumstances. So they really didn't. Like, in, for them to end up together would have been the Hollywood ending, but it yeah. would not be the ending that she needed or even he needed. Because, yeah. like, even though he doesn't get the girl in the end, he feels like he He's the hero now. He did I, his job. I yeah. really like the ending of this. I think that was one of the better parts of this movie was mm-hmm. the ending just because it kind of strayed away from the mundane ending mm-hmm. of just like... Yeah, I'm cool with the ending. I just wish that Ellen Page's character was still alive yeah. and that like, it ended with them kind of going yeah, off. It was very... Yeah, I feel like thing. they could have... Yeah, I feel like I she think there was done more or something. If you look at the drawings, <laughs> those yeah. great drawings, it sort of implies that the the girl who worked at the pet store like he may have been like oh okay because like there there are things that he drew that we don't see but i mean yeah he got what is, so, what, so what did he draw like d- does it give you the illusion that he's that he kept on going as the crimson bolt it's hard to say because like kind of but because also they're, they're, bolty is in a, in a lot of those drawings so it's like I, maybe this is what happened before and he drew those right yeah because <laughs> i Part of me was like, did kids submit these? Mm-hmm. Like, um, or were they all his drawings? I personally prefer the ending where like he doesn't necessarily continue because uh-huh. I, I just like the idea that his character arc was saving her. I agree. Yeah, I, I think the I thought the drawings were from um, the kids. I mean, it may have been. I and like I from the stories that he told them about, you know, Super Bowl. What kids? The Super Tyler's kids, because remember they called oh, him yeah, Uncle yeah, Frank. Yeah. Oh, and I well, thought maybe. those were I thought those were all of the paint like drawings that they did. And that's right, it, that's right. They referred to him as like Uncle mm-hmm. Frank and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which that's kind of sad. It's always sad when your ex-wife's kids call you Uncle. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were still friends. Yeah. That's right. She got married. Well, they're brother and sister now, apparently. Yeah. Uh, oh, was that his brother? No, I just saying because since, oh, since he's their uncle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. But, um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, the drawings are from, I thought were from the kids. Mm-hmm. That would have been Maybe. weird if he was drawn. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, he, he was drawn. He's drawn them before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Kyle, do you remember how this movie like ended? Did it fade out? <laughs> no, or? it was a cut black scene. Oh, oh, so you loved it. Oh yeah. I loved it. I, it was so good. Kyle's re- Kyle reviews the last frame. I, shut up. <laughs> That's one of the best parts of this film was just the cut that cut to the black screen. Yeah. I loved it. It got, I mean, because you would have expected like, you know, an animated outro or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, some, but it, it ended on such a serious tone. It just, you, you could almost, ar- you could almost argue that the movie grows with the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it starts out as the campy goofy movie and it's like a straight up it's like james gunn started writing psychological this in drama. college yeah started writing in college and finished well, it after he had a wife and kids he actually had been trying to get this movie off the ground since like the early 2000s uh-huh. so i wish they didn't end his story on just like i got the bunny by the way like they were trying to bring back like the comedy uh-huh. at like the last minute i was like oh, don't do that yeah. like he should have just you know that was the silver lining that mm-hmm. they gave him was <laughs> The bunny. Yeah, I mean, and like I could see how it, it fit with his character, but they went like from one drastic to the next. You know, like his his former girl or his former wife 
like remarried and had like four kids. All right, that was like a big closure. At the uh, same time, yeah. <laughs> Ellen Page died. All right, there's that closure. He got a bunny. Yeah, I mean, I guess the whole bunny thing is um, it's just a callback. Yeah, it's just to show that he, he almost he, got that before he became a superhero, right? Yeah. In the beginning, he said that he wasn't going to get it because he was afraid he would uh, ruin it or like he would soil it mm-hmm. or whatever. And so the, at the end, soil I think, it. yeah, I think at the end, um, I don't know why I used that wording. <laughs> He's going to soil this <laughs> He's rabbit. Soil this wab, <laughs> wascoey wabbit. Um, no, but uh, he's. But like I guess the like he finally comes to that place in himself of um of like he he knows that he Ooh. won't. Ooh. Well, I'm glad you remembered that cuz I didn't cuz like I think that's before the rabbit he hadn't saved the girl yet. Yeah. He hadn't He was so unsure found his of purpose himself, yet. Yeah. So now he found his purpose. So. I just I just basically <laughs> created the ending that I wanted. So I'm good now. Yep. All right, everyone got closure. We're all good. <laughs> New verdicts. Yep. All right, uh, verdicts. Let's uh, go, Kyle. How about how about you kick us off? Um, I've concluded that this is a Dwight Schrute backstory before he went, like, became to the office. Yes. Like, this was his life, like, right before he changed his name to Dwight. Um, no, but for real though, uh, it was a great anti-superhero film. I liked it a l- like a lot better than you know normal superhero films. Um, very very gory which i wasn't a huge fan of that i'm just not a huge fan of that type of action mm-hmm. um all that aside i would say are we going to give like the full yeah yeah i would say this is um i would say this is guilty like it's not something i would truly recommend just because Oof. it's it's where i thought you were going with that was that. a twist <laughs> ending. yeah yeah it's, you m night Shyamalan us <laughs> It's just really out there, and it's just one of those films that you know that's I would keep private just because it's. Anyway. So yeah, I would consider this a guilty. Yeah. You totally jerked me around in that, just like the movie <laughs> Super. Uh, so Kyle says uh, it is guilty, um, and that you should that you should not uh, recommend this. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, comedy movies are not usually made like this today. Um, it's, it's uh, almost completely about the stars that are in it. And this is not one of those movies. You stick funny people like Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart in a room, turn the camera on and boom, you got a movie. Uh, I love it when a director is funny and James Gunn is a smart and funny director. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, there are moments where the cuts, the camera movements, the CG, all that stuff works together to make it funny. It's not about the actor or that, that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't help but compare this to Edgar Wright. I think Edgar Wright's the king of the, of the funny directing yeah. comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, there are a few things that just didn't work for me. The gratuitous uh, gore, you know, I don't, <laughs> I, I was not, not a fan of it in this. And I think um, not that it needed to be rated PG 13 or anything, but, I feel like it would have been a better movie if it hadn't been distracted by some of that stuff. And stop making me try to feel things movies. (laughs) Uh, I got really sentimental and sad in the ending and all that stuff. And I, and uh, it was just so jarring because it was like fun, 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 funny stuff, funny stuff. And then bam, this is a serious movie. It was fun, fun, fun until the movie took her T-bird away. (laughs) 
so I would say 100% this is not guilty. You should not feel guilty about about this movie mm. at all. I I would recommend it to people. I cool. I would I would be on on your side and I think that if people are haven't gotten enough of uh Scott Pilgrim or Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead that they should give Super a check. Uh, I think this is a future cult classic in the yeah. making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I, so I, I, when, I, what do we not, say? It's a, how we break a tie. We go to the first, the first uh, review on something. Did yeah, not not Rotten Tomatoes or Amazon because they were always like good reviews. <laughs> the they top? always yeah, they always show the best review at the top. Do we want to do IMDb? That sounds sure. good. Yeah, something different. Do you got the review, or do you want me to? Oh, I got it right here. Okay, yeah, All you right. can go. It is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of ten stars. So I'd say that's that's a positive review. Super mm-hmm. is super realistic and super dark. So thank you, Edgar Man Ten Forty, for your input. He says not guilty. All right, All right. making up for across the universe. All right, I am now. This is your first uh, zero. Now you now you're uh, yeah you leveled at zero. Yeah. This movie I is not knowledge. guilty, Chris. Tell, tell it to the world that you love Super and Super loves you back. Next week, we're talking about The Village, Ooh. M. Night Shyamalan's movie. Shyamalan I see dead people. We're just a bunch of village idiots. Anyway, all right. This has been the Not Guilty Podcast. Uh, we will catch you next time. This is Alex. This is... I think Kyle goes next. Oh, sorry. I was I was trying to do a little switcheroo. Oh <laughs> no. This is Kyle. Oh, no. We've already had enough of that of your shenanigans, Jake. <laughs> I've, Kyle. I've had enough of your shamalans. Uh, so I, that's Kyle. <laughs> and this is Chris. And we will see you next time. Shut up, crime. Bye. Bye.